You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. There's all of these cases in, in the Bible where God speaks to his people when they're on the way. And uh, for me, that speaks to how personal God is and how present he is all the time. It's not when we've arrived that he's waiting for us. He's, he's right there with you. And um, so I think it heightens my awareness of asking, Lord, where are you or what are you saying to me in, in, in this moment? Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor, and we're talking about a Sunday message called God is on the Move, and I'm joined by two special guests. First, we have Lead Pastor Jose Averro with us. Jose, thanks Good for morning, being here. Good morning, Taylor. Good to be here. And we've got Communications Director Paulina De La Fuente with us. Good morning. Good morning, Jose. Loving you the first word, first Sunday since Easter, and continuing the Easter story. Love to hear your yeah. thoughts as you prepare yeah, for the message. We're continuing to read in Luke chapter 24, so um, it, it stood out to me, you know, this this story where these two guys are, are leaving the place where um, the, the empty tomb was in Jerusalem. And it's almost like they've given up. You know, they've, they've put the towel, they've hung the towel, they're ready to go back home, live life as usual, and Jesus shows up. So the resurrected Christ shows up first to these guys in, in an unlikely place. And, and so I love that the Bible's full of those stories. We maybe think that God should do this or it would make sense that God would show up, you know, say in the temple court or something like that in the middle of Jerusalem, but but he meets these guys on on the way. And again, I piggybacked that by saying that God is on the move at, at Cyprus. And, and the question is, uh, are we aware of what he's doing in our life? Because as awesome as it is that, that we are growing as a church, it's even more awesome that God's moving in our lives. Um, and so the, the message really was directed to those that maybe say, well, that's great, but he is not moving in my life. He's not speaking to me. And so that's that's where the message um, came from through what this story teaches us. We're gonna jump into the three uh, great points that you have, but I loved how you uh, just focused on just even the fact that God's is speaking to us. And so yeah. for those who may not know exactly what he's saying or how he's saying, it's not that he's far or distant, but that he is speaking with us. And the first one uh, that you talked about was just that God speaks to our distress through his presence. And I thought you did a great job unpacking just the example in Luke 24 of, of Jesus being there physically with the disciples and yet they didn't see him and that they were distracted and, and didn't notice who he was. Uh, what would both of y'all just say as far as how would you define God's presence? Maybe what is a time in your life that you have felt God's presence for someone that maybe is like, okay, am I looking for a for a cloud? Right. Am I looking for a special, you know, like sign? Like when have y'all felt just his his presence in your life? I, I share that story of the cab, um, the lift, <laughs> the the lift ride, um, because you know I just gotten out of this conference where where there was a lot of awesome information and experiences where, where God was certainly present. And then I had an intimate um, uh, experience with, with a close friend, this counselor who's been helping me um, through some of my distress. And uh, I just love that God's presence was also felt there on the lift uh, uh, drive over. And, and again, I, I think about the story of Elijah where, you know, God wasn't in the, the, the thunderstorm. He wasn't in the earthquake. He, he was in the still small voice uh, there at the end. And, and so I, for me, it's, it's in the small things that God shows up. 
most powerfully because I, I don't expect them to show up there. Mm-hmm. So of course, I, I sense God's presence when we gather on Sunday mornings and in my community group in discussion. Right now, as we're talking, mm-hmm. you know, about about God. Um, but I love when He shows up in the small ways, and and those are the ones that. Um, I need to be better at writing down so that I can look back and say, oh yeah, that God moment happened and uh, remember what a beautiful thing it was to be in his presence. Yeah, I think the times where I don't see God's presence, it has to do with my expectations of what that's going to look like. Like Taylor, you joked about the cloud, but I really think like there's, there's good wisdom about like looking inward and seeing what do I when I'm looking for God's presence or like trying to acknowledge him, then what am I looking for? You know, I think about like my story in general. And I thought that in the beginning of my life, I thought that God was an angry God, that if I did X, Y, and Z, then I would be able to experience him, you know, and be saved and be safe and loved by him. And then later on, it's like that just changed. God showed me that that wasn't who he was, but it also changed to like, if I do X, Y, and Z, then I'll conjure up and experience or an emotion that means that God is here, you know, and that his presence is with me. And instead being able to like, at least try, that's what I've been doing recently is at least just try to be like, God, I have no expectations, but I just know that you're here. And I know that your word says that you're the one that's on the move and you're the one that chose me and loves me first. And Mm -hmm. I just want to see you. Then that seems like a way easier starting spot to seeing his presence. Yeah, and in the part of the story, they, they don't know that Jesus is present yeah. with them. Yeah. They're, they're unaware. Uh, they are distracted. Mm-hmm. They're distracted about Jesus though. I mean, they're talking about Jesus and, and yet they, they, they miss his presence right there with them. And, and I think that's very often, maybe if you have grown up in, in church, that's very often the case with those of us that are doing all of these things. We're, 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 we're gathering and we're doing the community group thing and, and we're always talking about Jesus, but we can also miss, our, miss his presence if, if we don't look up or, or ask, Lord, where are you? Uh, what are you saying to me through the circumstance or through this person? So it's a really important question to ask. Yeah, I think the disciples, uh, something you touched on, Jose, just missed him. Uh, they weren't expecting him along the way. And it was one of those where maybe I thought about this, where if it maybe it was at the tomb or maybe they saw him in you know, one of the, the teaching areas, then oh, okay, yeah, that's Jesus. But they were on their way. And so I'd love for both of y'all to kind of expound on just the significance of Jesus showing up to them while they're on the way. And even for us, that it's not about we have to go to a certain building or we have to be right. in a certain, you know, check the right boxes in order for for God's presence to be with us. Yeah, so the same is true about Paul and Ananias. Paul is on the way to Damascus when he, he he's blinded and then Ananias meets, meets him. And um, there, there's all of these uh, cases in, in, in the Bible where God speaks to his people when they're on the way, when they're in between. And uh, for me, that speaks to how personal God is and how present he is all the time. It's not... Um, when we've arrived that he's waiting for us or, you know, arrived at church. He's waiting. He's talking to you on your way to church. Mm-hmm. He's, he's right there with you. And um, so I think it heightens my awareness of asking, Lord, where, where, where are you? Or what are you saying to me in, in, in this moment when I'm on my way before I arrived mm-hmm. at a certain place? You said a phrase about on the go 
during your message, and I'm forgetting now what you said, but it really stood out to me because uh, the that idea of God meeting us while we're on the go or on the way, and I think about how much like our faith walk isn't to like sit and wait and then move, but a lot of times like God's meeting us as we go and even like in a daily rhythm thing and then just in life, you know, that we're not like passive and waiting and then go, but he knows how to meet us and where to meet us. And so we can go and follow him, you know, not do it aimlessly, but I think about them and them being able, those disciples inviting Jesus into their home and that being a totally different experience, right? That they, when they did have the revelation that it was Jesus, that was like totally different than had he been mm-hmm. revealed way, you know, at the tomb or somewhere else. I just mm-hmm. think that as you go is cool because we are all going all over the place and in our day to day. And so God, it just encourages me that God meets us there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meets us in our distress and also meets us in our disappointment. I love how uh, Jose, you just talked about the reality that the disciples were disappointed in Jesus because they had different ideas of what he was gonna do. And so as they're talking to this man that they don't realize it's Jesus, they're sharing about, you know, yeah, he's gonna do this, he's gonna do this. And so there's a sense of disappointment. And so I feel like, I don't know, for anyone in the room, whether they were in a point of, of really just distress or they could definitely relate, I know at least for me, just, just times of disappointment uh, in God as much as you know, you're in church and you wouldn't wanna say that out loud, but like there's just times where it's like, you, you thought he was gonna answer a prayer differently or you thought he's gonna show up in a different way. And, uh, and so Jose, you said third, your second point here is just God speaks to us in our disappointment through his word mm-hmm. and really just uh, highlighting the value of the promises that yeah. God has. I'd love to ask both of y'all just what are some of the promises that y'all hold on to just during times of disappointment that, um, you know, things don't go necessarily the way that you thought they would go and, and kind of what are those truths that you cling to? Yeah, so every night when I put my boys down, um, we, we they, they wanna hear a mission. And the only issue with giving them a mission is that it has, I have to build on it every night. So it has to get more intense, more exciting. And that, that, gets, that gets difficult. It becomes difficult to do uh, day after day, but we always uh, have some sort of problem um, where maybe they're not able to do something and, and, and you know, they know the secret to do all things. And it's Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Jesus who gives me strength through Christ. And uh, so they know that verse. And, and I also think it's true. Uh, Tracy talked about it last week. Um, that that strength sustains us, that that strength uh, uh, gives us the ability to endure all things, disappointments in life. And um, so it really is stopping and saying, Lord, without you, I'm, I'm not able to do this. It's that self-awareness that uh, I will fall short, but God, you won't. And and especially on, on things that you have said. So I know that he's always going to forgive me, um, that no matter what I do, I will be forgiven and I will be loved and I will be known by my Father in heaven. And uh, those things fill me with with security, no matter what disappointment may look like in a relationship or in a, in a circumstance. Those are his promises for all of humanity. Mm-hmm. They're not specific to our ability or our obedience. Uh, they just are. And so going back to that place is so important. It's the story of the Bible that God loved us first, um, that he's always pursuing us, that he is relentless in his... Um, desire for us to be in relationship with him. And so holding on to those is, is important um, for me and I think for, for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what you said about, you know, the word, like promises that God has given yeah. us in the word and how different it is to say like, oh, it'll all work out. 
versus a promise that God has given us. The one that I think of is uh, Jesus's promise that he came to bring us life and life to the full. And that like full life, I think in disappointments, it's usually, you know, something didn't go the way we wanted or planned. And so it always, it feels future oriented to me. And so having that promise that he, his will is to give us full a yeah. full life and holding on to that that promise and making it specific like that is a lot more helpful than some of the general things, you know, like it'll work itself out or it'll be fine, you know, just things that aren't rooted in God, who's the only one that can actually make those promises happen. Yeah, and just expounding on that, how do y'all discern kind of, I think that's one of the things the disciples had wrong is where, Jose, you mentioned just their eyes or expectations were different than what Jesus yeah. had said up till now. And so Jesus kind of was calling them out by saying they were slow of heart and just wasn't, they weren't recognizing. And so I think about just my own life, how it can be easy for me to kind of make expectations or assumptions about God or what he'll do. And then later realizing, oh yeah, that that, that actually wasn't a promise. So how do y'all differentiate what, what's a promise and, and what's just something that maybe we've just, whether it's just other messages that we've uh, consumed or just kind of thoughts that we really want to have, how do you discern? Yeah. Yeah, I think we all put God in a box in some way, shape, or form because we can't truly know the infinite, amazing, awesome, you know, all of who He is. We we can't understand fully God. Um, so so we put God in a box. But I think what what I need to be uh, reminded of on a daily basis is. In a way, God is in a box. He's in a Bible. <laughs> so I can read about God in the Bible. He didn't, you know, put anything in there that we don't need to know, and he didn't leave anything out in in, in the Bible. So that's why I think Jesus brought them back to the word. He's like, hey, you think that I'm only gonna redeem Israel? That's your little box. But my big box is I came to redeem all of humanity. That is the mission of God um, here, here on earth. And there's a lot of things that that, entails, but it's by reading the word that we are reminded of what he's about. And then we may be distracted um, with, with things that don't really matter all that much to God's mm-hmm. ultimate plan and, 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 and re- redeeming um, nature. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> reading my Bible, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to read our Bibles um, mm-hmm. so that we're reminded of God's, God's heart. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a kind of Bible study that always, uh, the person who does it always encourages us to like, in every part that we read, to always look for what it teaches us about God, because even like what it can teach us about history or law or like traditions and practices, all that stuff is interesting knowledge, but the like ground the thing that grounds us is what it teaches us about God. And so in every scripture looking for that, I think has been just a practical thing. You know, that if I know, like, I know I can't take away every piece of information from Leviticus, you know, something that's hard to read like that, but it still is, like you said, in there for a reason. And so what does it teach me about God, even in the things I won't necessarily remember the details? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good here. The third point is God speaks to our disconnectedness. Something I hadn't thought about that Jose, you brought out was just the fact that the disciples were, these two were walking away. They were basically the furthest yeah. from the disciples they had been in, yeah. in Jesus' ministry, which I hadn't thought about that, but just how even that itself may have contributed to a lot of this. And so um, God God wants to speak to us in our disconnectedness through his people. Mm-hmm. And yet um, there's times where just on our own decisions, we just 
decide to stay away or, or kind of try to disconnect ourselves from the body. And so I'd love for y'all just to kind of speak to someone that maybe is in that boat where they may be feeling like they feeling hurt or maybe feeling mm-hmm. like, you know, I think there's worse things about the body than anything that's good. And so how do you kind of, even just in your own lives, both of y'all just continue to stay connected to God's people? You know, as you asked that question, I, I thought of something um, new that I wish I would have said yesterday. They went back they returned to the people. I mean, they literally repented. They made a U-turn and they went back to God's people, to, to, to the apostles and other disciples with a fresh encounter with God. So, so they talked about how God showed up for them. <laughs> he said, he's risen indeed. And we've been asking this question, what is God raising in you? I, I, would, I would encourage us all to share those things with others. The same way that Blake and Tracy share their whole story, you know, what is God raising in us that we can share with others because everyone needs encouragement in uh, knowing that God is on the move in, in our lives and in, in, in the life of our church. And, and so um, that's one thing that they did. They, they turned back and then they shared, here's what God did. Look, God met us here. It was awesome. He broke bread and, and um, we got to, know and learn, their eyes were open that the whole Bible was about Jesus. And I'm sure they went back and, and you know, Jesus repeats it again in Luke 24, 44. It's one of my favorite verses where he ties in all of the, all, all of the different parts of the Old Testament into who he is. Um, but how often do we do that? How often do we share what God's doing in us to other people? I think I, think I could do a better job doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a good to do for all of our relationships. I when I look at them stacked the way that you had them on the side of, you know, distress, disappointment, disconnectedness, and then his presence, his word, his people, it feels like his presence and his word are things that I can do with God alone. I also experience his presence in a, you know, in corporate worship or in a small group, but those feel like things I can go do by myself and figure out on my own. And the his people part is the for me can be the really challenging part to do consistently and authentically. But at the same time, it's interesting that it's still his, you know, like the same way that his presence is his and his word is his, his people are also his gods. And that just reminds me, I don't know, not a to do, but why it's important and why it matters and that it's God's idea and his way of fashioning Mm -hmm. us and Mm -hmm. the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, we don't go to his people because it's been the church that have mm-hmm. caused distress in our lives yeah. or mm-hmm. have, have caused disappointment. And um, that's, again, we go back to what Jesus is on earth. Uh, the mission that he has for us until he returns is, I want to redeem all humanity. I want to reconcile the, the, the old, make it into new. And uh, I, I want to be present in, in people's lives. So um, we, I think we need to return to, to, recognizing that we are all imperfect, that we all need Jesus as our savior. And then from that place, um, see him do a beautiful work in and through us as he reconciles and, and redeems his people. Yeah, real quick, I wanted to hear your thoughts a little more, Jose, on just the concept of the table. I, I like that quote you shared just about Jesus at the table and just the significance of that, because um, there's 
you know, plenty of other passages in the gospel where we see that as far as Jesus eating a meal or sharing. And yet just even thinking about the way he modeled connectedness, uh, despite the, yeah. <laughs> the, the sinful people all around him. Well, we're having a pretty intimate conversation here. You know, we're talking about the deep things of God and there's a table <laughs> in between us, right? So there's something about a table and um, intimacy in relationship. And I don't think it's a coincidence that when the people of God were being moved from slavery to freedom and the Exodus narrative that um, he said, hey, first have this meal together. And and then it's that same meal that Jesus replicated in the upper room as the last supper. Hey, I'm I'm now the bread Mm -hmm. that's being broken for you. And, And this wine represents my blood poured out for you. Do this, do this together and remember me. And so when we when we have conversations around the table, it, it's just a beautiful reminder that God is an intimate God and he wants to be present in our conversations and in our relationships. Um, so I'm trying to do that now <laughs> as a dad with four little kids. And I'll tell you, it's a challenge now. I'm looking forward to deeper conversation, but we don't we we don't stop just because there's no engagement, you know? And, and so maybe for you, meaning Taylor and I in, in intentionally ask the kids, what are your highs? What are your lows? Um, and our conversations may be, five, 10 minutes now. I hope that that multiplies as they get older. Um, but we need to practice that also in, in our relationships here with, with God's people. Um, let's, let's have those deep, how are you conversations with one another? Um, because then again, God will meet us with his presence and our distress and um, you'll, you'll be able to show up in his way, not our way in our disappointments. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.